briefly many of the things we have taught since 2017 into 2018, 2019, and even into 2020. I will summarize all of them in today's teaching, caption, prophecy, and the prophetic. All right. And we will first and foremost look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 1 downwards. But before we look at the scripture, I would want to say that when we say the prophetic, and I'm glad that this is a prophetic church, when we say the prophetic, simply we are dealing with the will of God. When we say your life is prophetic, it means your life lines up with the will of God. And can I encourage somebody? There is nothing as encouraging. There is nothing as fulfilling. There is nothing as satisfying as you finding yourself in the will of God. When you are in the will of God, it doesn't mean that you will not face battles. In fact, Jesus said, as long as you are in the world, you will have tribulation. But what is satisfying about being in the will of God is that when you face battles, whilst even in the will of God, you have the encouragement, you have the consolation, you have the comfort that God is with you, in you, and at work with you, and in you, in your battles. And so no matter how stormy, you know, your situation is, you will certainly emerge victorious. That is the good thing about, you know, being in the will of God. So our life as a whole is supposed to be prophetic. I have taught on a message caption, the church is prophetic. The church is supposed to manifest and reveal, exhibit and leave out the will of God. But I would want us to look at prophecy that leads to the prophetic life, okay? They are gifts the Holy Spirit gives us. And looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 1, I'm reading from the New King James Version. It says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these damned idols, however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus a curse. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 4, he says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Verse 7, verse 7 says that but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. God gives gifts, spiritual gifts to members of the body not for the benefit of the individual member alone but for the entire benefit of the entire body whether it's a local assembly or the body of Christ. Then he now began to talk about the gifts. He says, for to one is given by the word, for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. That is a revelation gift, okay? To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit, which is also a revelation gift. Then, to another, faith by the same spirit. That is a power gift. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit is also a power gift. 
To another, the working of miracles is also a power gift. To another, prophecy, and this is a vocal gift, and today I'm dwelling on prophecy, it's a vocal gift. To another, discerning of spirits, that is also another revelation gift, a revelation gift. To another, different kinds of tongues, that is a vocal gift. To another, interpretation of tongues, which is also a vocal gift. Let me just dwell on verse 12 alone. It says, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Glory be to God. The Holy Spirit distributes these gifts as he wills. Please take note. I have mentioned nine gifts as spelled out in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We have revelation gifts, vocal gifts, and then we also have power gifts. The revelation gifts, once again, are the word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and then discerning of spirits. Then the vocal gifts are gift of diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues, and then prophecy, which I'm dwelling on today. Then the power gifts, one day we can talk about the power gifts, gifts of healing, working of miracles, and then the gift of faith. These are power gifts. Now, why prophecy and the prophetic today? Because we have entered a season where God would want us to take a proactive step to experience the will of God for ourselves. The will of God will not be done just because it is spelled out in heaven. That is why when Jesus Christ taught us how to pray, he said, when you pray, say, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Meaning that one of the avenues to enforce God's will, to experience God's will in heaven here on earth is through prayer. Now, when you experience the will of God, we say your life is prophetic. You are in the will of God. And the gift of prophecy, okay, is one vocal gift that enables us to experience the will of God. There are two major dimensions to the gift of prophecy. There is what we call foretelling. For, F-O-R-E, foretelling. In other words, tell it before it happens. And then we also have the, another dimension of the gift of prophecy called foretelling or telling forth. That is when one speaks to edification, exhortation, and comfort. I can show you that scripture. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, this time around. Let me just show you the gift of prophecy as exhibited through foretelling or telling forth the word of God. Okay, in 1 Corinthians 14, Apostle Paul writes and says that... Um, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Here, he was talking about the dimension of the gift of prophecy, which doesn't have the element of revelation in it. And you will see why I say so. In other words, every child of God can desire this gift. And in fact, if, you're, if you want to experience the will of God, if you want to experience the prophetic, if you want your life to be prophetic, if you want your life to 
reveal the will of God, the manifestation of the will of God, you've got to pursue love first and foremost because all the gifts, if they are not exercised in love, are but nothing. You are nothing in the sight of God. You may be something in the sight of men, but love is the greatest of all. Now abide faith, hope, love. First Corinthians 13 tells us. But the greatest is love. In other words, the gifts must be exercised within the ambient of love, within the boundaries of love. Love is the umpire that tells you whether you are going out of the will of God or you are still in the will of God. So he tells us, first and foremost, pursue love and then whilst pursuing love, desire spiritual gifts. So he says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. As you desire spiritual gifts, he wants you to become prophetic. In what sense? Verse 2 says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Then the verse 3 says that, but he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. This is the reason why I said that the gift of prophecy, Apostle Paul encourages believers to desire here, has no element of revelation in it. And every child of God can exercise this gift where you, you tell forth. In other words, if you don't have anyone bringing you a word of prophecy which has a revelation or a dimension of revelation in it, you can pick the word of God, okay, and act on it and speak it by faith. It will bring edification and exhortation and comfort. This is the reason why some preachers and teachers have said that preaching, for instance, is, you know, is part of the gift of prophecy. It, yes, to, to a large extent, it's part of the gift of prophecy to, to so long as that preaching is done, you know, without any element of, uh, what do you call it, revelation attached to it. In other words, the person preaching is not exercising any of the revelation gifts, but he is speaking edification, he is speaking exhortation, and he is speaking comfort to men. So we can say that in that, that preaching is also prophecy, more or less, alright? So, what are we saying? My life, your life is supposed to be prophetic. And you must experience the will of God for your life. This year, 2021, which is our year of glorious emergence, we have reached an era as we cross into May 2021, into June, into July, into August. Everybody must begin to desire the manifestation and the fulfillment of God's word concerning him or her. If he says it's our year of glorious emergence, you must emerge in the will of God gloriously. But it's not going to happen. There are, there are two dimensions of the gift of prophecy that will help you to experience the will of God or for your life to become prophetic. The first one is the dimension of the prophecy or the gift of prophecy where there is no element of revelation. That is speaking to men for their edification, exhortation, and comfort. You can do the same to yourself. You can take God's word and speak it forth. I hear you are not foretelling. You are foretelling. You are telling forth the word of God. If God says you are blessed, you take that word and say, I am blessed. And then you prophesy not to men, but to yourself. If God leads you to speak the same to others, glory be to God. That means God is using you to bless others as well. Hallelujah. But 
There is another dimension of prophecy, which I trust that on the 2nd of May 2021, the Lord will lead us as we create the enabling environment to minister. And that is the gift of prophecy uh, as uh, inscribed in, uh, what do you call it? In, in uh, okay, let me give 1 Timothy 18. Oh, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 into 19 and 20 and then use that to explain the other aspect of the dimension of the gift of prophecy i said we have two dimensions of the gift of prophecy one that has no revelation in it and that one you speak unto men for the edification exhortation and comfort but there is one that was exercised in the life of a man called timothy apostle paul reminded timothy and said that this charge i commit Unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee. Okay, there were prophecies that were spoken in the life of Timothy. And Apostle Paul is saying that these prophecies revealed certain things about Timothy. Okay, this is prophecy with revelation in it. In other words, either the gift of word of knowledge was exercised, or the gift of word of wisdom. Or the gift of descending of spirits. And I'm going to explain that pretty soon. Now, maybe before I even go further into 1 Timothy chapter 1, let me just explain that when it comes to the exercise of the gift of prophecy with revelation in it, at least two of the revelation gifts must be exercised along with that gift for it to become prophecy with revelation. In other words, if for instance, I'm, I'm coming with prophecy that has revelation in it, if I'm exercising the gift of word of knowledge, I may tell of a situation unknown to me, but that happened in the past. Or it's happening now by the gift of word of knowledge. So by the exercise of the gift of word of knowledge, I can tell of what happened in the past about an individual, about a situation, okay? Or it's happening presently in the life of that individual, and then when I vocalize that revelation it becomes prophecy on the other hand i can also exercise the gift of discerning of spirits and the gift of discerning of spirits is what enables the minister to see and hear in the realm of the spirit and you cannot and let me say this you cannot exercise this gift until you are in the spirit with a gift of prophecy where there's no revelation in it, anybody can just get up, you know, pray and sing and take God's word and speak it forth. And that is, you know, okay. But when it comes to exercising the gift of prophecy with, let's say, uh, alongside the gift of descending of spirits, you must be in the spirit. And by that, I mean that you must allow the spirit of God to have the right of way, the preeminence. To lead the way, you create the enabling environment to, as you wait on the Holy Spirit for Him to begin to show you. You don't presume to see. You don't presume to hear. It's the Holy Spirit that opens your eyes to see and hear. And what He shows you, then you speak it forth. It becomes prophecy. And can I say that none of these gifts can be exercised at will. The only gift among the nine gifts I just mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12 that can be exercised at will is the gift of speaking in other tongues. 
That is given for our personal edification. That is the only gift with which we can commune with God at God's level at all times. At any given time, you can just open your mouth and start speaking in other tongues. You don't need any inspiration. You don't need any enabling environment to begin to commune with God. That's the only gift among the nine gifts. All the other gifts, including the gift of prophecy with revelation in it, cannot be exercised at will. Because you are talking about revelation. In other words, God must allow the gift of word of knowledge, for instance, to show you a past situation or a present situation, so that with that revelation, you can speak it forth. Or God must allow you to, you know, to see and hear in the realm of a spirit by the revelation gift of descending of spirits, so you can speak it forth. Or God, through the gift of word of wisdom, can also prescribe the solution to a situation. Okay, the gift of word of wisdom is what sees into the future. Future solutions to, you know, problems we may encounter or are encountering are revealed to us through the gift of word of wisdom. And then, when you vocalize it, that becomes a prophecy. But it's a prophecy with revelation in it. What am I saying? Somebody will say, what is this preacher talking about? Let me just conclude, okay? I just want to be brief because we have limited, you know, uh, power supply, as it were, dealing with uh, the subject on hand. But here is the point. My life, your life, is supposed to be prophetic. This is an end-time prophetic church. International Prayer Resort Ministries is an end-time prophetic church. So apart from the fact that uh, the entire body of Christ, the church, is supposed to be prophetic, for us as a ministry, we are supposed to be deeply prophetic. It's a must. Other than that, then you don't belong. What am I saying? It means that my life, your life, must, please, it's a must, reveal God's ultimate will, God's perfect will for your life. How is that going to be? And we are saying that we can use the gift of prophecy to achieve the will of God. How do we do that? Either prophecy with no revelation in it, where you take God's word, as you read scripture and faith comes, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What comes to you, you speak it forth. And what you call forth will show forth. Can I say that again? What you call forth, what you speak forth will show forth because we will always go in the direction of our words. That is why one time I preached and I said that even if you are in a church where there is no prophecy, okay, in terms of the use of the revelation gifts, you can still live a fulfilled Christian life with, you know, your life being so prophetic. Why? Because you, are, you have learned how to take God by his word and speak it forth. And what you speak forth will show forth. You will always go in the direction of the words you are speaking. Your tongue becomes a steering wheel that directs you into the perfect will of God. But God did not just leave us in that dimension alone. He also gave us another dimension of the gift of prophecy where revelation is attached to it. Where a prophecy comes. We have taught in this house that when prophecy comes, basically, it is to tell you that there could be danger ahead. But God brings the prophecy to you as a lighthouse to guide the way, to point you to the ultimate destination that it doesn't matter 
what danger you meet on the way. It doesn't matter the mountains, the hurdles, the limitations, the, the roadblocks, the storms you meet on the way. Because of the prophetic word that has revealed the end, brace the storm. You know, chest out. Hold the thought. Hold on to God's word. He, and that is where we were reading in 1 Timothy chapter chapter 1 verse 18 19 and 20 once again apostle paul told timothy here it was a revelation he gave to him through prophecy and that revelation revealed that he was going to be a b c we don't know the details but apostle paul was telling timothy that see the fact that the prophecy and i know next week sunday god is going to use some of us to minister revelation to others okay revelation i'm talking about prophecy that comes with revelation that would direct the will of god or direct you in line with the will of god but it does not mean that once it's spoken it's going to happen automatically that is where a lot of god's people get disappointed because they will say that oh but the prophet said a b c why hasn't it happened there is war whenever there is revelation. Whenever God reveals a word, more often than not, it is to tell us that there is danger ahead. But he's showing you the end by revelation so that no matter what you meet, you know the end will be glorious. Bible says, mark the perfect man and behold the upright for the end of that man is peace. Meanwhile, many are the afflictions of the righteous. So if you are going through many afflictions, I want to announce to you, your end is peace. That is God's word. Assuming I'm prophesying to you, that is the way I will go. That it doesn't matter what affliction you may be going through now, your end is peace. But in case you get a specific revelation by the gift of either word of knowledge, word of wisdom, or descending of spirits, and it is spoken in prophecy, we can behave the same way Apostle Paul told Timothy. He says, this child I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Verse 19, he says, holding faith and a good conscience, which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. And he even mentioned two names, of whom is Himanias and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Himanaios and this Alexander had received a prophetic word and probably they didn't see the manifestation of the prophetic word so they started blaspheming. They started saying all manner of things against Apostle Paul and against, you know, uh, his companions and worst of all, even against God that this God is not true. If God said it, why hasn't it happened? Child of God, in case that is your mentality, there is always the dimension of war whenever you receive prophecy that comes with revelation. Can I say that again? There is always the dimension of war whenever you receive prophecy that comes with revelation. Always. And the typical example is what we are looking at here. Our Apostle Paul had prophesied over Timothy. He had given some prophecies. And I believe that the presbytery laid hands on Apostle, uh, uh, yeah, he was also Apostle Timothy, who was ordained as the first bishop of the church in Ephesus. And as a bishop, certain things were spoken about him, but Apostle Paul was saying that it's not going to happen just because it was spoken to you. He says, this charge 
And the word charge here is a military word. It means obey before you complain. In case you are out there and the prophecy that was given to you some years ago haven't come to pass, don't complain. There is a charge to keep. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that by the prophecies you might war a good warfare. How do you do that? You take hold of the word of God. The word has been foretold. Now take the same word and tell it forth. What did I say? I said the word that has been foretold, you take the same word and you tell it forth. Not to men, but to, to yourself before God. You make God your high priest because Jesus Christ is the high priest of our confession. So you confess the same word before God. You war with it. You take hold. He said, God said this. I believe it. Let God be true. But every man a liar. And you war with the word. So ultimately, ultimately, here is the conclusion. Ultimately, whether you receive prophecy through foretelling or you took God's word and you told it forth, at the end of the day, there is the telling forth or the forth telling. What am I saying? Ultimately, if you got a, a revelation, a prophecy from a servant of God or maybe a prophesied to you, for instance, at the end of the day, I have foretold you what God will do, but there is a place for you to Tell it forth. Tell forth what God has, has intended to, to do. Tell it forth. Say it and it shall manifest in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ.